Okay, so today we'll talk about Profit and Crises by Arguri Emanuel. Um, so I want to begin by asking about uh, Emanuel's discussion of J.B. Say's Law of Markets, the, prof the production equals revenues, P equals R formula. So Emanuel talks about this uh, and says crises occur when production is greater than revenues, P is greater than R, uh, and overproduction occurs. So can you talk a little bit about this view of crisis and why it's different and why he's rejecting this sort of classical assumption of the equality between production and revenues? Yes, uh, I think that uh, it, if, if you if you if you look at uh, Emmanuel's work uh, in uh, in uh, general, it's actually very much uh, uh, interconnected. His his ideas of of um, of crisis in the capitalism and the fundamental contradiction in in uh, capitalism is very much linked to his views on. Uh, Global trade uh, and uh, also on on uh, development and underdevelopment and technology and productive forces and mode of production. It's it's it, it's it's of course not strange that that uh, these kinds of uh, ideas uh, is uh, interlinked uh, in some kind of of uh, of uh, system. Um, in uh, in uh, his mind and his uh, his uh, actually the book uh, profit and and uh, crisis was also written uh, only a few years after uh, after um, unequal exchange i think on unequal exchange was written in in 69 and profit and uh, crisis in 72 or, or or something so so they are actually very very much uh, interlinked and um, actually uh, as as uh, in uh, in unequal exchange uh, his methods was uh, an, a critique of david ricardo um, so a classic uh, liberal uh, political e e economist and, and his a, a critique of his view of, of um, comparative costs and uh, his views on uh, international trade. And in the same way in uh, profit and uh, crisis, uh, the critique is against uh, another famous uh, Political economist uh, say and his assumption that that uh, the capitalist production um, uh, create its own market. So there is a balance between uh, uh, the the commodities which are, are produced and the ability of, of the market to uh, to uh, to consume these uh, products and in this way uh, realize the 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 profit and this is what uh, what uh, Emmanuel sees as the fundamental contradiction in 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 uh, capitalism that that actually this is not uh, true uh, and it's not only 
a question of of uh, of technicalities because if if you of 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 course if you want to have this uh, balance between uh, production and uh, consumption then the capitalist as a whole must know exactly uh, what quantity uh, and what quality of commodities does the market want and as 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 uh, as uh, the capitalist are i individuals uh, and they don't have the the methods to exactly know what what uh, billions of of consumers uh, want already there there is this uh, tendency of uh, overproduction and uh, under under consumption because there is this uh, there is this uh, um, on on balance between production and uh, consumption but uh, actually what what uh, what uh, Emmanuel says uh, there's also a, a structural imbalance uh, b- b- between them uh, and the imbalance is caused by the profit because uh, of course the wages can immediately be used for consumption when the workers have their wage and also all the money which is paid for for uh, the, for establishing the factory and buying the machinery and buying the raw materials for production and so on and so on these these uh, money can uh, can also immediately go into the consumption but the problem is uh, the profit because the profit cannot be uh, cannot be used as consumption power before the profit it's uh, realized and the realization of the profits includes of course the element of uh, profit on the consumption side so there's a time there's a time uh, there's a time lag uh, of course this this can be solved in in many different ways and history has solved it uh, and has created a uh, uh, a kind of, of market which have created a balance between uh, uh, production and consumption in in the history of uh, of uh, capitalism and here actually on 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 equal exchange is is uh, is the historical solution uh, to uh, the uh, the problem because this uh, uh, division of, of of wages in in the in the world between uh, super exploited uh, proletariat in the colonial uh, countries and the tendency for higher wages based on that super exploitation in the in the imperialist country created uh, an extra consumption power in our part of uh, the world and then solved the problem and gave a dynamic capitalism in other parts in our part of the world but at the same time it also created a, a crisis a even bigger crisis of consumption in in the colonial world and therefore a kind of of uh, of not very functional uh, capitalism and then of course this created development in our part of the world over development yeah 
and it created underdevelopment in the other part uh, of, of the world. So this is how um, profit and crisis is linked to uh, unequal exchange. There's also other methods which, which help solve this, uh, this uh, problem because by, by creating credit, by creating lending, uh, lending um, people money, which have no background in uh, production, you can actually push the problem of this lack of consumption into the, into the future. And this has also have been a very strong tendency in, in, uh, in uh, capitalism, the amount of debt, the amount of consumption power created artificial and pushed into the future have escalated through the history of, of, uh, of uh, capitalism and, and solved the problem. I, I think that uh, at, at, uh, for the time being, I, I think the amount of debt is two, three times the global uh, uh, national, uh, the global uh, uh, growth national product. Uh, so, so the amount of debt is is uh, is very big. We we have pushed two three years of of uh, uh, consumption into the future by creating this uh, enormous debt. And one method and the the biggest contribution to this method is of of course uh, the creation of dollar as uh, world money, just issuing bonds and then printing printing uh, dollars and pushing them into the world market uh, as a kind of, of uh, consumption power, but without any production in, in the US linked to, to this escalation of uh, paper con consumption power. So we have this enormous bubble of, of, uh, of uh, consumption power, which have no background in uh, production, which, which help uh, capitalism getting out of, of this uh, this uh, contradiction between uh, production and uh, consumption so you can see that 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 the different uh, ideas are linked to uh, another in the head of Emmanuel yeah absolutely and I think um, he he begins the book in a preface to the English edition, he talks about, like you mentioned, having written this in 1974 when the original oil crisis had just occurred. Uh, and then as it, that 70s is continuing talking about the recessions of the period, um, no more than minor fluctuations. And on page 10, he also mentions the, the dollar problem where, uh, as he writes, uh, the Americans use another argument. If you don't want our dollars, stop selling your junk to us. And everything goes to show this argument is every bit as compelling as political pressure. Uh, I wonder if you can talk a little bit about he, he is connecting this to, for example, uh, the British Empire selling all its, its wares to China as a form of political pressure. And this is connected to an uh, idea that he has uh, a quotation that he has in quotes Tugan Baranovsky, who says that in capitalism, uh, it is easier, it's more difficult to sell than to buy. Um, mm. So why, how does this relate to uh, the, the need for a trade surplus, a, a, a surplus of foreign balance and uh, 
uh, how is that connected to the central dialectic throughout between protectionism and the emergence of neoliberalism? Mm. Yes, yeah, uh, you know, uh, if you go to mainstream uh, economy and if you hear finance uh, uh, ministers uh, talk about uh, the national economy of, of uh, almost every country, uh, the finance minister or uh, economist uh, uh, minister always says that, ooh, it's very important that that uh, that we have uh, a plus on on our trade balance that our and we have to escalate our our export uh, because this will be beneficial for our economy and if you look at it as, as a very simple man and as a very basis it it, it is very strange that that it is that it is good for a country and its population to export more of its work, more of its commodities than they import. One would think that that uh, it would be better to to import more and export less to be more rich for for uh, the population. And this is actually also true, but for capitalism. But for the dynamic of uh, of capitalism, it's important that that to have a, a plus on on uh, on uh, the trade balance because this export is exactly this extra market which the national economy cannot provide to get a dynamic capitalism and expanded accumulation to. To have this expanded accumulation, they need this extra consumption power. And, and as they cannot get it inside the country uh, because of, uh, of uh, this contra contradiction between the, 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 the consumption power um, made by the national uh, pro production is not big enough, they can get this extra uh, uh, con consumption power in another part of the world, but again, of course, this is not be be beneficial for the country, which which uh, doesn't uh, have it. And this is, you know, also for um, America, they always talk, or in the US, all, always talk about this uh, a, a problem with the uh, with the lack of export and and uh, and negative uh, trade uh, balance, but they. Solve the the problem just by issuing bonds and printing more more uh, uh, dollars, so they can get out of, of they can have the best of of uh, of both worlds, you know, uh, in uh, that way. But but this is a this is a, this is a solution which only American can uh, can uh, do, and and it's very tight. Uh, to the uphold of their uh, hegemony, not not only over world politics, but also over the world's uh, financial uh, and banking system, because they need this political hegemony to to uphold the the dollar as uh, world money. But I think there is the one thing I I want to mention, which is very 
different now from from the days when unequal exchange was uh, written and also actually when uh, when uh, profit and and uh, crisis was uh, written and this is and this is tied to to also this problem which we discuss now because uh, in both, I think in both book, uh, Emmanuel mentioned this uh, dynamic that that uh, that uh, due to unequal exchange and due to the difference in in wage level, investments are attracted to to high wage uh, level country, and and investments are not very uh, attractive to uh, low wage countries like. Uh, there is this example of, of the consumption power uh, of Copenhagen, uh, a city less than a million is bigger than than the uh, than the whole consumption power of, of Tanzania, which is maybe fifty million uh, uh, people. So therefore, uh, investment are are not uh, are not uh, attractive. Uh, for many uh, products in, in Tanzania because there is no market. But this this is written at a time uh, when uh, when the world look uh, very different because uh, to, today uh, you can you can locate uh, the, the production of any kind of, uh, of uh, product in a low wage uh, country and you can export it to a high wage uh, uh, country but this was not this was not possible in in the 70s both due to to uh, to the productive uh, forces because this kind of locating any kind of of uh, production to to the global south and exporting it back to the global north uh, was conditioned by by the development of of uh, of the uh, new kinds of uh, communication, new kinds of com computers, uh, new kinds of uh, of um, logistic, and new kinds of management uh, uh, system. Um, this is one side of it. That is the development of the productive forces. The other side, the other side was the was the political difficulties. Because the trade unions were were much stronger in the global north in the in the seventies, and they could uh, they could uh, block this kind of of outsourcing of uh, of in industrial uh, production. But during neoliberalism, they were not able to do it anymore, and you could you could outsource any kind of of production. Back in the seventies, the transaction costs for Globalizing productions was very high. Only the biggest companies could could uh, do it. Today, everybody, anybody, even an individual, uh, can can uh, can globalize the production. If I want to produce uh, one of my uh, book, I could locate the productions to uh, China or to Poland or to anywhere else. Um, and I could sell it uh, globally on the internet, no problem. Uh, I have a neighbor which make uh, cups and cans and, uh, and ceramics, and she was a, 
a craftsperson making uh, designs and she wanted to escalate her production and he and she could locate the production to to Vietnam uh, and uh, with very low uh, transaction uh, cost and she could uh, sell it everywhere uh, in the world but this kind this was not possible uh, uh, 50 years uh, Ago, so this uh, this linking of of a special place and production and uh, markets are kind of have been globalized in a whole new way. So you don't have this uh, this rigid uh, co uh, connection between investments, production, and consumption. And this this is very different from from what the what uh, Emmanuel writes about in uh, his two books. This has changed uh, completely. Yeah, you mentioned uh, in your writing, uh, approaching Emmanuel and asking why capital didn't just move industrial production to the global south, take advantage of low wages. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he has the notion, and he writes about this often, that capital, it doesn't act as a, a balancing force. It, rather, it's a siphon and it is attracted upwards to high wage, uh, high consumption locations and not to uh, low wage. Is that because capital moves towards a place with a developed market? And if so, why, how did neoliberalism reverse that trend and instead allow investment and capital to move to these countries to take advantage of low wages? As you mentioned, industrial uh, development technology was a big part of it, the computer, the shipping industry, but does this change the question of overproduction and crisis that Emmanuel has? It, it, is crisis now a different, uh, a part of a different time and the P equals R formula now uh, has reestablished itself? Yes, because now, because now, now all the, all the solutions to, to this, uh, to this fundamental contradiction in, in, uh, in capitalism between production and consumption power in the past have been a solution uh, on the national level pushing pushing the problems to other countries creating overdevelopment and underdevelopment not development and underdevelopment, but overdevelopment and and uh, underdevelopment. So, so the solution have been pushed uh, out to the periphery of uh, of uh, capitalism to have a dynamic capitalism in uh, in the center. This has changed now, I I think, and now we will see this contribution play out on the global level, and this is a huge problem for for uh, for uh, capitalism we still have unequal exchange we, we we have not seen the full the full effect uh, because we still have this uh, different kinds of 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 wage levels huh? they still exist but now we have forces which which are which are which are countering uh, this uh, development we are seeing uh, we have seen uh, China breaking this tendency of polarized de development of productive forces, 
which will create um, uh, an avalanche of of uh, events which will kind of, of push uh, pu push capitalism's uh, problem into uh, a globalized uh, uh, problem and therefore uh, it, it is also the kind of of, uh, of the end of capitalism because it's now the the contradiction cannot be solved uh, in the old way anymore they still have this um, solution of of uh, financialization or pushing the problem into the future with different kinds of of um, of creating uh, creating consumption power but on uh, on uh, paper but it's a very dangerous uh, game uh, as we know uh, it the, the the it can blow up as a as a as a balloon, or uh, and then the whole system uh, will uh, col collapse. So, so this is uh, this is a very dangerous game, especially especially also because the these uh, economic problems for capitalism is is transferred into political problems and cl class struggles and. Uh, and all kinds of uh, struggles, which which are not uh, enhance the solution of of uh, of uh, the economic uh, struggles, uh, the economic uh, problems. So it's kind of death spiral that the uh, capitalism are are entering. I, I want to talk about uh, Emmanuel has a very interesting section uh, in the beginning of profit and crises where he's talking about the commercialization of human relations uh it's it's part of the introduction and he talks about the the world flipping upside down under capitalism so he talks about the introduction of money as a universal equivalent or universal wealth and he talks about i mean he uses a a, a colonial example uh, in africa the introduction of money and the introduction of the selling of labor power under under capitalist relations that fundamentally changes from a pre-capitalist situation where there's not enough labor uh, and to a capitalist situation where there's too much labor available uh, and not enough work. And he uses this to talk about the, the problem of underemployment, but he also uses it to talk about the the change from a barter system of a commodity to a commodity uh, to MCM uh, with money becoming the central pole in both cases rather than the exchange of, of commodities. Uh, and you have a quote in your your work that you're writing with Emmanuel. He talks about the need to focus back on, on objects, on the exchange of real objects rather than money as this fictitious element in the exchange. So I, I wonder, what do you think about the fact that today under globalization, this commercialization of capitalist relations is everywhere, right? There's a universe, there is more of a global proletariat that's in the, the global South. And this time lag factor uh, crisis is more and more universalized and could occur anywhere. And today we're seeing, you know, I mean, even with, for example, the the Red Sea being blocked for uh, commercial shipping uh, as a result of uh, the Israeli attack on, on Gaza. 
that causing more crisis through the global shipping industry. I guess, what do you think of the the fact that what Emmanuel sort of predicted of uh, capitalism being imported into the global South or or introduced by colonialism has become more of a, a universalized phenomenon and that could cause more crisis? Yes, um, I think that 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 uh, that uh, the problem of of uh, of capitalism and and the end game of capitalism and how to get into uh, another kind of of system and value system. Um, it's not only a problem of of. Uh, of political struggle, but it's we also have to acknowledge that that five hundred years of 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 capitalism or uh, two and two hundred years of intensive uh, capitalism um, and um, globalization and so on have 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 uh, have an enormous effect on. On our values and especially on on how we 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 look upon life and other people and uh, commodities and and so so it, it's 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 this kind of commodification of of uh, life and everything is is uh, it's not it's not only on the outside and something we can just uh, skip it's a mentality which is deep rooted <laughs> uh, uh, in our in our uh, in our system and in our uh, uh, culture uh, from the childhood and on and nursed by by uh, by uh, culture by uh, movie and streaming and film and I mean, the whole culture is kind of of this uh, uh, making everything into uh, Something happened, yeah. Oh. And, and this is, of yeah. course, uh, this is, of course, uh, a huge problem. But uh, but I but I think, uh, as you mentioned, for for instance, uh, the the problem of unemployment, uh, it's not uh, any decent uh, society or decent person. Uh, uh, would not uh, have uh, unemployment as as a problem uh, because uh, um, uh, no one wants to to starve or to ha have uh, not a house or miss any any kind of uh, of uh, products uh, uh, because of. Uh, um, so I'm, I'm sorry. What I wanted to say is that 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 uh, that uh, in a normal society, uh, what you can have depends on the productive forces and the available amount of uh, human labor, and and no uh, normal thinking society would would uh, create uh, unemployment because they need everybody to produce. All kinds of things which is needed uh, for, for for society. It's only in capitalism 
that that uh, unemployment is is uh, is uh, possible and thinkable for for a normal uh, being in in all kinds of other other society uh, you need all the all the all the working power you can get to uh, create uh, products to uh, you need and if you don't need them okay they then you can have more leisure time for uh, everybody body it's not like, it's not a problem to have uh, too too much uh, uh, working power it's a problem to have too less working power for society and this is this is one of the very big difference between capitalism and other kinds of of, uh, of so societies that you can in capitalism you can have the existence or normal you have the existence of of uh, hunger and need of housing and unemployment uh, at the same time and this is crazy <laughs> and this is because everything is turned into a commodity and and only uh, a market with buying power is considered uh, legal. Uh, any other kinds of, of uh, markets is uh, unlegal. It's it's the uh, buying power which is uh, the essential uh, factor for creating pro production and not the need of society. Yeah, that's a great point. I, I mean, he talks about, he has these very interesting examples, right, of uh, taking money, I mean, sort of looking at money for what it is, which is just pieces of paper with, with ink spilled all over them, and trying to introduce that form into societies that don't yet have this this notion of the universal equivalent of money. And all of a sudden, it, it appears like, money is the most valuable commodity that there is. And he talks about money as, a, as its own particular form of commodity that he, you know, is trying to figure out why, why hoarding, for example, could be possible. He, he talks about Marx's ideas around hoarding um, and why, why there could be a desire just to possess money for money's sake, which I think, as you were mentioning earlier, relates to why have a trade, why, why develop a trade surplus, why this is like, counter the logic uh that that should exist um so those examples are very interesting when thinking about the invention of a proletariat um and the sort of an indoctrination into uh capitalist forms of relation um i'm thinking also yes, about, my, my, yeah money is not even paper anymore if i go to my bank and and uh, get alone they just change a figure uh, on their computer in my uh, uh, on my account they can just uh, put, put, put a, f a figure on my account so 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 it's uh, completely uh, um, <laughs> with no re relation to uh, to uh, any kind of production anymore It's yeah. it's their only their only calculation is is I if I'm able to pay back this is their only uh, this is their only uh, calculation. Yeah, and uh, I, so on page twenty seven, right, he talks about uh, 
what I guess what the, the culmination of this uh, he talks about uh, the this person that he's using as an example showing up to work when this new system has definitively failed in, in his eyes when he shows up to work only to be told there is no work he has no piece of paper and he can buy nothing um, and then it's you know he says this is not a Robinson Crusoe story this is the real development mm -hmm. of capitalism mm -hmm. in the 1930s which he would have been observing right as, as someone in the Congo seeing the introduction of the, of the capitalist system there but he, he has this very interesting point where he says the fully developed commodity relations artificially implanted by the European colonizer dislocated the material foundations of tribal society but did not have time to impregnate in that society the ideological superstructure in advance he has a footnote he says the time lag in the superstructure makes the mercantilization of the foundations themselves very precarious. Uh, and then he says, a man is split into two. He's worn down and mutilated in his material life. He becomes unraveled. He seeks refuge in ancestral values. He seeks to reconstitute his humanity and repair the ravages of reality. And it is by refusing to integrate himself in commodity relations that this man, through his very irrationality, manages to a certain extent to escape alienation. Um, I think that's that's interesting also in light of some of his other writings where he, you know, for the example of the Congo is talking about the need to, uh, at the same time as, you know, sort of develop, develop capitalism and develop the state, but also preserve the, the ideological superstructure that is pre-capitalist, that it is challenging the notions of, of capitalism at the level of the superstructure. And how do you think that relates nowadays to the development of capitalism in the global south, uh, where it certainly has taken over at the material level, but as you talk about with the example of China, perhaps not at the superstructural or ideological level, because the, the state still controls, it still has political control in the hands of the proletariat, rather than in the hands of the capitalists. Mm. I don't know much about it, but but I think that that the past uh, the past uh, fifty years with intensified uh, globalization in uh, media and communication and uh, and uh, culture have brought much of the ideology uh, of capitalism to the global south uh, actually uh, and. And the cultural power <clears throat> of today is the way it's transmitted, and in in the quantity it's transmitted, it's much stronger uh, than it was in in uh, Congo uh, in the thirties. Uh, the way it's transmitted by the internet or other kinds of of media is it's much. Uh, it's much uh, stronger today. I think that that besides military power, the cultural power of of the West is it's its other it's its other main uh, force uh, in the in the in the struggle. Because also, uh, again, because two hundred years of of capitalism is is uh, in our in our blood, it's very difficult for us to imagine 
that things could be different, even if we can explain the 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 less the 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 very little logic there is in many features in uh, in uh, in uh, capitalism and how it's function. It's very strange if you look it from from if you come from another planet and look upon it, it would look uh, very strange. Yeah? But for us, it's 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 become internalized so much that 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 it's uh, very normal, and this is the way things. Uh, things function so it's very difficult for us to even if it's unlogical to uh, to imagine uh, uh, something more rational <laughs> yeah it's strange but uh, I think uh, th this is a problem I think yeah yeah definitely and I, I have one one final question and then I have no more but I'm I'm thinking a lot in the in the text he talks a lot about the uh, law of the tendency of the rate of profit to fall, and he calls it a unidirectional variation in capitalism that Marx assumes that this is progressively going down 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 over time, but that that can't explain why there are the why crisis occurs in a cycle, why there's a boom bust cycle in in, in the business cycle. He talks about Keynes as well. Um, do you think that I, I think what's interesting to think about, I guess, for for the political side of things, he so he has a quote, he quotes Marx on page 54 and says, crises are the general intimation which points towards points beyond the presupposition, the urge which drives towards the adoption of a new historical form. Uh, and he writes that uh, the ultimate uh, objective material limit of the capitalist mode of production and thus the ultimate necessity of its destruction only emerge on a on a world scale like you were mentioning um that that's a very interesting prediction from the 1970s right he's saying that we, we need almost a a global crisis in order to perhaps move towards socialism but do you think that when crisis is experienced as just a national phenomenon in the U, in the united states for, or in the eu for example with the when we had the 2008 financial crisis, that that was more of a globalized phenomenon that showed that capitalism is is reaching this limit, is getting to a globalized point, and that perhaps a a future crisis would be experienced uh, completely internationally uh, and and would shake every part of the economy that is so interconnected. Sure, uh, I, I I think that that the that uh... The future economic uh, crisis will be uh, global, and they will be more and more uh, severe. The whole economy is uh, is uh, globalized, but the reactions to the crisis from from actors will still be on a national scale because the political system is organized in the world system of of uh, of uh, states. So America, the US will have one, one uh, reaction to this global crisis and, and China will have another and Russia will have a third. We will have different uh, approaches to, to, uh, to uh, solve the crisis and different methods to, to solve uh, the crisis. 
and I think that the crisis will be will be very deep on 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 the European and and the American because they are so uh, dependent on on the north south uh, relations. If you take a country from from uh, China, it it it. Uh, is self-sufficient uh, in its uh, it's in uh, in food production, ag ag agricultural uh, pr pr production, and now it's also on the industrial side. So it can survive this kind of, of, of crisis much easier, and it also have the management uh, system to uh, to uh, steer it. Uh, it will be much more difficult for for us uh, in 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 uh, Europe and uh, America to 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 get out of this kind of of, uh, of uh, crisis. And I think also the problem with um, this uh, uh, this uh, political and economic crisis are also that they kind of block this the solutions to the climate crisis and ecological uh, crisis we can see one cop meeting after the other it's impossible for for the globe to reach some kind of of uh, agreement because of this uh, um, they're pushing each other's economic problems to others and they are pushing uh, each other's political problems to others so so uh, the uh, the environment for solving a global crisis are are getting worse and and uh, worse and and this is a, this is a, a problem and of course if we look beyond this this uh, this end game of course any future solutions would be made on on uh, on uh, Global scale, we will not go back to some kind of of uh, of um, in a post-capitalist world. We will not go back to national uh, economies. We will just have some other kind of of uh, globalization, and we will also continue to, of course, uh, develop the productive uh, forces because there are a lot of needs. Uh, to be uh, met in terms of of, uh, of living standard in the the global south, so we will have a continued development of the productive forces. But of course, another kind of production and another kind of of uh, consumption. But we will still have a kind of uh, of growth, but not capitalist uh, growth, but another kind of of. Uh, uh, growth and I think that that uh, that uh, a globalized world is is not an option. It's it's a condition for for the future development of uh, the world. Thank you very much. And uh, there's more to talk about in the future, but that's a good good point to end on for us. Well, have a great. Rest of your day, Torkel, and I'll, I'll be in touch. Take care. Bye.